You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Rod, and today my guest is Aunt Mo, Anthony Moore. Um, I'm super excited to have him in the group, um, just joining us for the podcast. Uh, you know what? I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys and kind of tell you a little bit about who he is, what he does, and uh, all that cool stuff. So, Aunt Mo, take it away, man. All right, so I'm a talker, so I'm going to try to keep this as condensed as possible, but my name is Aunt Mo, man, uh, I am a husband, father, podcaster, speaker, it, you know, all those things that I like to think I am. Uh, man, I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, oldest of three, uh, younger brother and, su- and sister. I am a believer, uh, I mean, a Christian, let me say it, say that clearly. Okay. And man, I just, uh, I believe that, you know, God has put me on earth to water the world with grace, man, and create a safe haven for us to talk about real life, but also, you know, hold authentically true to the faith that we have. And so I appreciate you for bringing me on your platform today, man. Yeah, man. I'm glad to have you, brother. I mean, I like I like the fact that you, you said that you like to talk. That makes it, then I don't have to pull it out of you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, man. I'm an open book, honestly. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So you're the, the oldest of three or the oldest of four? Three. Uh, see, that's always weird when I think about the oldest of two, three. It's the oldest of three. I'm the third. I'm the first of the three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, I'm the yeah, I'm man. the opposite. I'm the youngest of three. Um, okay. So I had two older sisters and uh, spoiled one. Yeah. I mean, I don't. It, yeah, maybe I'm the only boy, right? So then there was a little bit of that, and then I'm the youngest. So yeah, kind of. But I also was good though. Like I earned everything I got, you know. <laughs> <laughs> y'all will wiggle y'all's way out of it. I'm the just saying. Always like I didn't get nothing. Yeah, the yeah. youngest has got everything, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah. We won't, so, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> I appreciate sure. that. Appreciate that. So, how was it being the oldest? How's it, like I've never experienced it. How's that? How's that been? Definitely different. Um, I was raised at a very young age to be responsible, to be the leader, to be the mature one, the one to look after everybody. And it definitely shaped the way that I approached life, uh, you know, especially considering, you know, got my, my girlfriend, which became my first wife, uh, pregnant when I was 18. Uh, I was already fast paced on paying bills and cooking and cleaning and surviving really so yeah my grandmother tooled me to 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 look at life through a certain lens that I don't think allowed me to just kind of enjoy childhood in certain aspects you know so okay all right so you're raised by your grandmother absolutely yeah the backbone uh my man i 
it was funny because we were having a me and my wife were having a conversation the other night, and uh, I, I'm actually going to counseling next next week because there's a lot of things that I I filtered through that I haven't I've I've done a good job too so to speak, but I haven't always. Or now I feel like it's kind of catching up to me, so to speak, because it's just life. It's, it's things we experience and we go through. And as men specifically, especially black men, we have to just kind of shoulder that thing and keep going. Right. And so um, I, I feel like I haven't, I told my wife, I feel like I haven't won a lot in life. I feel like I've survived. I feel like I've just, you know, made it through but I've, I've never really just got where I felt like I was supposed to go without struggle. And so I'm, I'm just, I, I don't even know how to fully express all of it, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, but uh, getting back, get, I'm sorry. And look, I'll talk, I'll talk myself right out of it. Getting back to, to the original question, which was. You were raised by your grandmother. Raised by my grandmother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, wait, that was, Raised by my grandmother is a question. How is it being the oldest? Those are the two questions that oh, I have before. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> look, look, I'll talk, I'll talk to you right under the table. That's okay. But, uh, but yeah, man, it, it was just surreal. That that's what I'll say. So it's yeah. like just trying to filter and learn things. It wasn't it wasn't easy, but I, I've I've kind of made found my way. Mm-hmm. But uh I, I want to get better in certain aspects of life. And so, you know, it I feel like I need the counseling to kind of help me get an outside perspective that I'm not bombarding my friends or my spouse with the things that I struggle with internally as a result of, you know, just not just being, you know, it wasn't being raised by my grandmother, but just why would, why did I have to be raised by my grandmother? You know, uh, mother not being there, choosing the streets over us, you know, father just not wanting to be there, you know, just a lot to filter through. So yeah, man. Wow. So, so I got a couple questions now. Um, let me, let me go back to my first one. So what you you spoke about counseling and going to, going to therapy, like what, what was, uh, and that's, that's tough for black people in general. Right. And and then black men in specific, um, you know, we, we shun it or fight it or avoid it as much as we can. Like you said, we try to shoulder everything and we got to be strong. Um, but what what led you to decide that you were going to kind of go down that path of of what eventually be self discovery? Right. Like I like the kind of like the last thing that I said, I understand that there are people who are qualified to be able to help, and it's just important that I don't I don't believe as a man and a husband it's important for me to share things with my wife, but I don't want to over do it. I don't want to make her cuz I know my wife enough to know that what I stress about, if she knows enough, she's going to stress about it. You know, my friends in the circle that I have were very progressive, you know, my buddy and my co-host, he went to counseling, you know, after his divorce and it he sees the benefit, but I don't want to sit up and talk about that type of stuff all day. I want mm-hmm. to put it in the proper arena and context because you know, just another thing to throw out there, man, I was molested by my female cousin when I was like six or seven. And being young, I knew something was, wasn't right about it, but I, I didn't know how to, you know, those are the type of things that 
in our community they brag about. You know, right. I remember being like the seventh grade and, and this one guy saying it and bragging about it. And I didn't think nothing of it. But now I'm like, yo, that wasn't cool. And so, you know, I was one of the guys who was like, counseling is cool. It's just not for me. The funny thing is I went to school. I went. I have a year of graduate work for counseling. Okay. And it was right around the time I was going through my divorce and I it just sapped all of the desire to like go to school and finish the process and all of that for me. And so just wanted to fight through some of those misconceptions of the black community, which is very much don't let nobody in our business. Mm-hmm. Keep you know, keep what's in house, in house, mm-hmm. you know, and suck it up and deal with it. I I'm to a place where I wasn't feeling like myself and it was for a day or two, three maybe, but I just knew it wasn't me. And so I just came and, and my church has a counseling program that they, my pastor talks about all the time. So I was just like, Anthony, before you lash out at somebody or, you know, go into some deep place that you don't, you're not supposed to be in, reach out to somebody and get some help, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Of my journey. Okay, man. Okay. Uh, again, a lot, a lot to, to unpack there, but I'm going to go back again and I'm going to catch up, right? I'm, we're going we're gonna to get caught up. Um, so you, you raised by your grandma. And the reason I asked that is, is uh, you mentioned, you know, your, your mother was, was out of the picture. Your father was out of the picture. Um, like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, how did, how did you, how did you manage that as a, as a young man? You know, I, I my father was, in and out of the picture during my youth and then eventually came into the picture as I got older. And I know how tough that was for me, but I had my mother to lean on, um, you know, and I, I don't, I don't, I've never imagined that, it, you know, that, that situation. So, so tell me a little bit about yeah. that, man. So let me paint a picture for you. So one of the first memories of my mother is me walking out onto the the little back patio, fenced-in back patio that we had in the apartment complex. And I honestly, to this day, don't even know what made me come outside unless it was my aunt telling me to go, is your mom out there? Go see where your mom is. I look up on the second story and she's breaking into a neighbor's household that we knew that my aunt was actually friends with. So she kind of sees me looking and my aunt comes, tells my pretty much tells my mom, don't do this. What are you doing? Get down. I'm going to call the police on you. My mom kept doing what she was doing. She was on drugs and all that type of stuff at the time. And I'm like four, mind you. That's the context. I'm like four or five. Um, I hadn't started school yet. Uh, my, my aunt called the police on her. My mom didn't even run, didn't fight. Uh, she had priors, I'm obviously assuming, because I didn't see her again until I was in the seventh grade. And I saw her kicking and screaming in the back of a, a police car. It was very movie-esque, very surreal. Um, I remember my and I, we have a very big family. And we had like two or three other families living with us in like a two-bedroom, you know, type of situation. And I remember seeing everybody um, just sitting there crying. Yeah. And I was just didn't have emotions. Like I was just kind of there. Like. I didn't really know how to process it or filter it, but I just just watched and, you know, sat there with everybody else and I didn't feel. So um, my mom was in and out of prison. 
a majority of my life. Uh, like I said, she went to jail before I started kindergarten. Uh, she actually got out when I was in like the sixth grade. She went back to jail before I started the seventh grade. Wow. Then she then she got out of again once I was a sophomore in college after my grandmother had passed. She went back again and then she didn't get out until like it's been like two maybe two years now. And so that was just the dynamic and that and that's a, a loaded relationship. It's it's very weird and disconnected and you know, we just lived two different lifestyles and my, my father pretty much just wasn't around. The only time my father was around was when my mom was around. And so now you have the context of, I don't really, I remember, I have, mem I have memories of my mom before she went to prison um, that were crazy, like locking us in a, in a closet. <laughs> and uh, while she did drugs or whatever with some dude, I, I don't know. Um, but my dad was kind of around. I remember seeing him two or three times. Um, when my mom went to prison, he was not around. He would call every blue moon, promised to show up, didn't. Um, then as an adult, I kind of like ran into him ever so often. He was a raging alcoholic. I actually believe he may have mental health issues as a result of excessive, like habitual drinking. So yeah, that, that was my life in a nutshell. And then my grandmother passes away my freshman year in college uh while I was at summer school from uh she had heart surgery uh they something went wrong they it was just a big thing anyway she ends up passing away it's a long story I can give you the details if you would like but uh, yeah she passes away I'm a freshman in college I have to pretty much figure it out you know so yeah Wow, it's a lot to it, Doc. It's a lot to it. Wow, wow. Okay, so, so mom and dad are out of the picture essentially. Grandma is raising you. Um, is is your grandma like like the only one, or like your? I know you mentioned your aunt. Or is there, is, does she have some support there? I know you got other people living. I I know that situation. You got several people <laughs> living in the house. No. Everybody's kind of living yeah. separate lives. Yeah, yeah. And nobody's looking out for each other, kind of thing. Yeah, that's when we were much, much younger. Uh -huh. You know, that was like, um, I want to say that only lasted. We Like, we had a lot of, we, like I said, we have a big family, and and two or three families live with us at a time. But that kind of dwindled down, like, six months to a year. You know, my grandmother didn't play that. So it was like, y'all got to go figure some stuff out. You mm -hmm. know, we got too much going on. Literally, it was like 15. If I did the numbers, it was like 15 to 17 people living in a two-bedroom two bedrooms upstairs my grandmother pretty much lived downstairs my uncle had one room to himself because he was the baby boy so he was he was spoiled and then everybody else that was there pretty much shared those two shared that room bunk like two sets of bunk beds people sleeping on the floor it was, it was just a crazy thing but we were actually very sheltered as children I didn't really go outside and really play with my friends until I was 14 years old. And I had to beg her then to do it because it was like, seriously, I'm being made fun of. I, I, I have my siblings. We have fun together. These are my, these are like my friends too, but I want to go outside. Right. So uh, my grandmother sheltered her. She didn't really let us go over people's houses, not even family. She didn't trust it. 
um, she wanted us to go to church. She wanted us to go to school and she wanted us to stay out of trouble. And so, yeah, it wasn't a big community as far as getting support. Um, we had the church. Yeah. And my grandmother wasn't even very religious. She was just kind of, <laughs> she just sent us cause she knew that was, what would be best for us to be connected and you know sheltered in a way still so yeah yeah, yeah. i could i could relate to, to the church thing man because i i uh when i was when i was younger my mom and dad were together we lived in a like a nicer part of the city uh and they split up he was going through his thing and they end up getting a divorce we moved to probably one of the roughest neighborhoods in the city and uh, same situation. My mom was like, she's she's religious, um, but she's like, you're not going to be outside playing in these streets. You're not going to be like, I don't care if you're that's you go to school, you come home. If you're not playing sports, we at church. And we would like when it wasn't football season or baseball, season, we was at church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? We was yeah, in choir rehearsal, yeah. Bible study, deacons meeting. Like we was at church every day <laughs> of the week. But that was her yeah. way to keep me safe, right? To keep me from, you know, mingling with, with the neighborhood, right? The, yeah, the wrong crowd, the potential wrong crowds. I actually, it, it's funny because I actually would sneak and do football and basketball and track and soccer and whatever sport I could do just so I could get out of the house. Now, I was very athletic, you know, like I was always like one of the, the good, you know, the talented kids. Yeah. But a lot of it was like, Sam. I just don't want to go home. So yeah, man. I yeah, I could definitely relate as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So so you're in college. Um, well, let me back up a little bit. So so you, you mentioned your uncle. Were there any other? Was your uncle like a father figure, or was he just like you know uncle just no, in the house? He was like a he was like a a much older brother. Okay. He wasn't even like an uncle figure. He was literally like the first guy that I ever looked up to. He okay. was like handsome. He was athletic. He was, he could rap. He, he was just super talented. You know, now that I look back, he couldn't really dress that well, but he was just a cool guy. You know what I'm saying? And he, he introduced me to, in like the sixth grade, like, this is how you dance on girls. Like, this is how you talk to them. Like, my, I it also shaped the way that I viewed life and viewed women and you know so it was like it wasn't a great example honestly it was just what I had though and right. so he didn't give me much advice real advice about life he didn't give me hardly any to be honest right I, I heard a lot of sports stories where he did great things and I seen all the girls that he had and that was that it's funny because I've I, you know I've, I'm a very inward thinker and you know stuff like that but I've never really processed that portion of man that had a big big factor on how I moved in certain facets of life it's crazy yeah 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 that's, that's why I asked is you know like the situation and life being the way it was it was like did you have have like a strong male figure to kind of like okay look I know everything that kind of bring you along like hey you're gonna be a you're gonna be a man soon and this is what's gonna happen and you know, you had a little bit different, right? Yeah. It was like, you know, this is how you dance yeah. with the girls at the party like this, and you tell them, yeah, that's a little different, right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've never had anybody. Once again, one of the reasons why I'm going to counseling, I, in my honest opinion, I don't think I've ever had a male figure who really valued me 
to take me under his wing and truly mentor me, teach me about life, like feed into me, you know, that I actually saw them that way. And, and like, they saw the value in me. Like I had a, I did have a youth pastor that I'm, that I'm actually friends with to this day because he's just always been that guy to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he was all like, when I was just like, Sam, I don't care about church right now. Like I was 16. I want to just do what I want to do. Right. He was always there to, to, to take me, like to make sure I made it to, to, uh, to, to the track meet, you know, to, you know, take me out for lunch so that we could talk, you know, it, you know, but it was still few and far between, right. but yeah, man, I, I haven't, I haven't had that thing. And I, I think that's one of the things that kind of at 34 eat away at me because I'm like, man, like it's, it's, it, I'm not like a low self-esteem guy or anything like that, but it's just like, what is it that, you know, for as talented as people could think I am, or, you know, I sing, I do all of these different things, like, but for some reason, the people that I admire that I want to get, that I want to truly just genuinely have relationship from and get that, that idea of life and what the next level looks like, Mm -hmm. it's like they don't care to put that effort forth towards me, and so, yeah, it's just like, man, I've I've always just kind of winged it you know, so to speak. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be, that was going to be my next question. And I was like, where did you, where did you learn? And, and, and I think, I think, and when I say this, I'm, I'm thinking about it and it's like something that you never stop learning. Right. Because you're always growing, but like, where do you, where do you feel like you learned how to be a man? Right. Like it's just, mm. you just came of age and I'm 18 and now I got to start doing things that men do. You know what I mean? Like there. Yeah, I get, I get you exactly. I was I was uh, lucky enough that my dad did come back. Like I had a stepdad, but like my stepdad was pretty much non-existent. He was there, but he was like sleep when he was home, and then he worked like 70, 80 hours a week. Like dog, crazy he was hours. always at work. So like he mm-hmm. wasn't really there. And then in high school, my dad a little earlier in high school, like seventh eighth grade, my dad come back into my life kind of full time. And, uh, you know, I was able to see through him, you know, what, what kind of like, yeah. what, what a man is and all that kind of stuff. And we kind of talked about yeah. it. It was more like, you know, you just see how I move and you, you try to do that. We ain't going to do too much talking kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely pieced it together. Um, man, I'll tell you, you know, speaking about some of the pillars of what your podcast is about at eight years old, I I remember how my dad treated me like so one of the things that happened was I was I was fresh in school like I was like you know kindergarten or something and I whatever grade whatever grade I was like as a young kid I could like read really well that's what I remember like I remember I read like an astronomical number of books and stuff like like that was just kind of my thing for a short period of time but I remember my dad was at the house and I was, I said, hey, dad, can you help me um, with this book? Like, I, I need to read that. My teacher said I have to read this book or whatever. And so he was like, yeah. So I came, sat in his lap, and I started reading. I stumbled, and he was very quick correcting me. And then I fixed it, and then I kept reading. And I didn't make a mistake. And he was kind of like, 
ah, man, you already got this. Man, you good. Get off me, man. Like, go figure it. Like, you know, you straight. Just go read it type situation. Yeah. That's one of the very few one-on-one interactions that I've ever in, in my life to this day had with my dad. Like, I don't, I've never really had many one-on-one conversations with him. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, I also remember, and I've told a few people this, you know, but um, it was Chris around Christmas time. And uh, it had it was before it was before I I was in high school. I, that's the only thing I, I know. Um, but my uh, my grandmother was like, "Hey, your, your your grandmother on your dad's side and your dad they're actually coming by. They're gonna bring y'all some presents or whatever." And so I was like, "Okay, cool." And I remember my dad came and he brought the presents. He sat them on the ground on the floor and he turned around and he just walked out of the house. And he didn't even address it. He didn't speak. He didn't say how y'all doing. He didn't say anything. He just left. And I remember thinking in that moment, I will never have respect for this man. I don't care what happened. I don't care what's going on. I will never have respect for him. And going back to being eight, I I remember thinking that I wanted a family and that I was never going to treat my kids the way that I was treated. Like as a, as a very young age, it was like a it was so it was a surreal thing for me. I felt like I was literally like I had been here before. Yeah. Like my understanding of like adults and the conversations that they would have, like it just made sense to me. And so I just knew that what was going on or what I was living in wasn't right. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't the way God intended it. <laughs> uh, another thing, just one more thing. I remember sitting with me, it was me and my grandmother and something happened. I think I might have just been frustrating or something. And she told me I was a mistake. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's not right. <laughs> you can't say that to a kid. Mind you, some kids may not even knew what that meant. They probably wouldn't even cared. But I was just like, I know a mistake ain't good. Right. That ain't, you ain't, you, you're not supposed to say that to me. Right. And so, yeah, my, I just, you know, I just figured it out, man. Um, I just, I, I can't really even explain it. I, I it's by it's truly and not to be overly religious or anything. It's truly by the grace of God. I really believe He had a plan for my life. He still is working that plan out. That right. I'm here. That I'm insane. Mind. I have a 14 year old. I have a 12 year old niece that I claim as my own child, and she's not even mine by birth. She's the she's the daughter of my ex sister in law, but. I claim her, so when I get my daughter once a week, my oldest, uh, once every other week, I get my niece. I have a two-year-old, and I have, uh, well, she'll be 10 months on the 26th. And, uh, yeah, man, I just knew that I wanted to be a great dad. I didn't care about much else in life, honestly. Right. I just knew that I, like, truly, I didn't have dreams and ambitions of doing anything when I was younger. I felt different, but I didn't necessarily strive for much like the only reason I graduated high school was because I love track so much and my coach pretty much made it plain that if you want to run you have to pass and I did whatever I had to do to squeak by so that I was eligible to pass that's the only reason I graduated high school honestly I cared nothing about school my grandmother just cared that we got out of the house she didn't care about our grades and so yeah, I, I just knew that if I had a child, I would love that child and I would I never treat them the way that I was treated. So the whole idea or concept of manhood, I didn't understand it. 
what yeah. it really meant, so to speak. Yeah. Wow. Do you? He may not know this, but did, did you, was your father's father around in his life? Great question. I be, so there was a guy that my uh, that my grandma was married to, and I'm not sure if it was his actual dad or if it was just a man that she got married to that was around. But I knew it was a man that was present. But I think the story may have been. It may have been his father or it may have been somebody that was a stepfather that was like there for the a majority of his life type situation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking, you know, because usually this stuff, you know, it builds like, right? like if, you, if you didn't have a father, you don't know how to be a father or you don't, you don't, you don't even want to do it. You don't want to have anything to do with it. Right. Like for you, I think it's the yeah. opposite, right? Like your father yeah. wasn't present the way you want him to be. So you want to be the type of father you needed. Right. And then some guys are like, yo, I didn't have a dad. So like, whatever, this fatherhood thing don't mean nothing to me. Right. Like I just, I move yeah. how I move and they'll be all right. Yeah. Somebody will take care of them. Sometimes it's funny. My, um, my pastor uses it for like in life when, you know, you may be a new believer or something like that, but I used it for fatherhood. And I said, and it's pretty much this, you may not know what to do, but you know what not to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, I may have didn't necessarily know exactly what being a great father was, but I knew what being a bad one looked like. Yeah. And so I just knew I wanted to, you know, love on them, affirm them, teach them and be present, be active. It's not about spending money. You know, it's not about none of that stuff. I Man, if my father was there every single day of my life, but he never gave me a dime, we would have been happy children. Yeah. So. You know, that's just some of the things that I took in and used as fuel to do better with my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, man. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. So, so we talked about we talked about your past a little bit. Tell me, tell me a little bit about about you as a father. Uh, you know, yeah. tell me about that that first that first kid and and kind of your journey <laughs> along up to this point. Yeah, man. So, um, January 29th. Um, 2007, 7.47 p.m., Samaya Moore comes into the world by C-section. It is um, the most surreal experience of my life. She actually, so my grandmother dies June 7, 2006. And then my daughter is born the top of that next year. And uh, still one of the still one of the things that kind of I'm like man I wish you would have got to see her you know Mm -hmm. uh you know her first you know it it was almost like we were her children you know uh there was jealousy from some of my aunts because my grandmother raised us like her own she had things like she pretty much to a certain degree valued us a little more based off of um issues and things that happen with the family mm-hmm. you know she got into fist fights with them and all you know just crazy stuff that you experience in you know black households sometimes i'm not saying it doesn't happen in other races but yeah, yeah just things like that and um so yeah man uh being a father like you know at at 19 was very eye-opening like i remember my father-in-law at the time like i just 
I was just happy, man, honestly. Like, my daughter was born two weeks late. She was, uh, and I was trying to push for, hey, push it out. Like, we want to have this thing natural. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we. All right, fellas, the pandemic has been rough on us and on our relationships, man. I know a lot of guys are struggling, trying to find that 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 peace, that balance, trying to build that relationship. And, and honestly, even if you if you did well during the pandemic and your relationship is solid, it's always good to try to be better. So we're doing it again. My wife and I are bringing you the virtual couples retreat for our second year, right? Last year was phenomenal. Tons and tons of uh, results. People got an opportunity to to share. It's an inclusive thing. So not only are we teaching you, uh, there's yoga, there's couples massage, there's all these different parts that go into it, man. And, and the connection with you and your lady is phenomenal. This year we'll be doing it November uh, 14th. I'll be posting more about the actual dates, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up, man. That thing is coming around soon. So grab your lady, uh, you know, let's, let's build on these relationships. Remember for your children, that relationship between you and your wife or your girlfriend is, is super, super important in them understanding and having emotional intelligence. They are watching you. So make sure you're giving them a shining example. All right, man, back to the podcast. having the baby right, you know, right. wait, just give, give it a second like that baby gonna be great when she come out i'm like hey it's fine yeah she ain't ready yet but no just one of the, the, the pride and joys of my life it's amazing because she's 14 she's full-figured she's beautiful but i just still see her as that baby yeah i i can't see i just can't see her as like nothing but this this long gangly thing that fell asleep in my and with her face you know, uh, face down in my hand that, that first night, you know, or whenever, before we left the hospital. And so it's been a, it's been a crazy journey because I didn't make all, I still make mistakes. I didn't, you know, some of the issues that me and her mom went through being quote unquote high school sweethearts and things of that nature. Um, I internalized them and I kind of projected them onto her, you know, some of the anger that I was ex- experiencing personally, internally, you know, it's usually those around you who feel the brunt of that, you know, yeah. sometimes. And so it, she's so smart and so just like amazingly understanding. I remember she was like four or five years old. She would never want to deal with me though. Like she would run to go be with her mom. And if she had to stay with me, she would cry because I was just angry all the time. And I loved her. I wanted the relationship, but I just had so much anger and pride and different things going on that I didn't know how to love my daughter right mm-hmm. because I had never seen it modeled. Me and her mom surely weren't doing a good job of it. And so it was just a, it was just all new. And uh, I remember literally just pulling her to the side and like asking her, what can I do to be a better dad? Like at five years old, that was a question she could handle. You know, like what can I do to be a better dad? And she literally just was like, dad, you know, sometimes you're, you know, you, you angry and you yell and, and this and that. And I just accepted it. And then I made a conscious effort and decision to do better. And it, and it changed the dynamics of our relationship. And, and it was, it just continued to build and it allowed me to have what I do these, I do like six months, three to like three to six months check-ins where it's literally like, I just sit down. Me and her might take her for ice cream or dinner, whatever. 
and I looked her in her eyes and we had this conversation. I'm like, what are you good? What's going on? Let me know what you think. And, and it's funny because she'll try to weasel her way around. But because we do have that connection and because there's a there's a trust there, she can't help but start talking. And it lets me know exactly where she is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's the most beautiful thing, man. And so that was a humongous break because that's my 12-year-old niece. But, you know, I didn't really get her the way that I wanted to until, like, right around when the pandemic started. Okay. So, so then Ava, my two-year-old, when she comes, you know, it's a humongous gap. My oldest is 14. She's two now. So it was like people were starting to get nervous. <laughs> they were just like, dude, is this it? Are you going to? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to yeah. have some more kids or what? Because my, my ex had, like, she's got, like, a four-year-old or something like that. Uh-huh. And so, you know, me and my wife, you know, we have Ava. And, and um, you know, it, 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 you know, you experience all that stuff all over again. Mm-hmm. But then I, I, I realized that my patience, it, it still ain't there, bro. Like, the patience, the crying, I don't know, something, something special about women where it makes their heart melt. Yeah, I don't feel that way. I'm like, <laughs> I can stop. Like, I I can't. Like, it's two o'clock in the morning, and I want to be. I'm I shine with kids when they're like 15 months or something when they can walk, and then they can take. When I say, hey, you better sit down. They can listen. We will have the best relationship ever. But before then, it's a crapshoot. <laughs> and so, um, that was that was a cool experience. And 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 it's you know we're my she loves me like crazy now, but then my nine month old still doesn't sleep through the night. Okay. And two every two hours, and I'm not saying I had to do all the heavy lifting, but my wife had caught COVID, and I had to stay home from work for quarantine, and I had to deal with all three of them. Wife couldn't move. My daughter, I think my two-year-old had caught it too, and then she's not sleeping through the night. The nine-month-old, it was just a, it was a testing of my faith and patience man. and sanity. And so, man, I all I can say is that, you know, I have just strived to do better every single day as a father. You know, it, it's definitely not been easy, um, but I I think the same. The I just gave to my kids what. I believe that I would have wanted right in sincerity. It was never about gifts and all of this extra stuff. It's nice and great to do that for your kids, but right. are you being an example? Are you walking out what you're telling them? You know, are you loving them unconditionally? Are you being a healthy outlet for them? That's all the things that I've just learned that I'm, you know, have wanted to impart into them and my faith, of course, that, I've just been super intentional about. So fatherhood has not been easy, but it's been definitely rewarding and worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds like, so let me let me ask you something. I'm gonna I'm probe a little bit, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. When when yeah, uh, yeah. prior to you having that initial that initial check in with your oldest daughter, uh, you say you were going through some things. What was uh, what what was what was happening, man? What was going on with you? I was definitely unhappy in my marriage. I didn't want to get married. Um, She, honestly, I don't think neither one of us did, but we just didn't get, we got the old church advice that has contributed to the 50 
to 55% plus divorce rate is trying to get people to make a commitment to something that they have no idea what it's really about. And being 19 years old, did I love her? Yes. But is that where I wanted to lay my hat? No, it wasn't. But I, I had this idea in mind that God could do anything, even bless my mess. Like, and I mean just my mess of a situation, the the choices that I've made, you know, it's it's the it's the R. Kelly effect. It's like you make these mistakes and then you just slap God on it and hope hope for the best. Right. And there was some real issues that both of us were dealing with. We weren't equally yoked. She was a Muslim at the time. I was a Christian. Um Yeah, it was just a lot to that situation and I think it just bared down on me. And I didn't know how to handle it. And so I just, I always had an anger issue. And I was never like physically assaulting or anything like that. But just as a kid growing up, I just always had deep anger issues that I was a sensitive child. and But I couldn't really express myself the way I wanted to. So I, and, and how I channeled it was, it, I, obviously, I think it manifested itself in anger, but then also, I became this very like aggressive, blunt, rude, like matter of fact type of guy. And uh, it just, it's spelled disaster when you talk about being yoked to someone Mm -hmm. and you don't know how to handle your emotions. You don't know how to communicate. You've never been a father, never been a husband. It just spelled disaster from the start. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Yeah. So, so obviously we talked about you, you're going to go to the counseling and that's maybe for some other stuff. How, how have you overcome that in, in now your second marriage? Some of those, some of those same things. Man, to be honest, I think I just got tired of, I got tired of myself. I got tired of, I, I've really said this to a friend uh, at one point based off of some real life stuff that was going on before I actually got married. I said, I'm tired of messing up these people's lives. Like, I, I really felt in my heart of hearts that I was just a wrecking ball to women that actually loved me, cared for me, were supportive in any capacity. It didn't matter. I was, uh, I was addicted to, to nonsense and, and just stuff that didn't make, that didn't even fit within my life, you know, like, and that's when I'm I'm talking about women in certain relationships that I would get into, like, I just got tired of being the issue all the time. And it's not to say, well, if we fail, it's your fault, but it's like, I just really wanted to do better. And the amazing thing about my wife is she, in a moment where I was still going down that same type of destructive path, she loved me through my mess. She literally was the one person that was like, no, listen, like, I am here. Mm-hmm. I want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want, I just need you to understand that. And so, man, I just, I had, a, I had to have a heart to heart with myself. And I sat there and it's funny because um, I was, I was, I was living in Irving at the time and I just got off the phone with my wife. She was my wife then. And my buddy, my, my co-host, trying to get me to get out the house because, you know, I was just going through it emotionally, mentally. And we had went to this hookah spot. I didn't even do hookah. I didn't know. How, I've never smoked anything in my life, let alone know how to do hookah. So uh-huh. I'm just like there and filtering through things. I'm, a, I'm very 
a great self-assessor. You know what I'm saying? And so I just I just had to sit down with myself and I was like, man, listen, you love this girl. She loves you. If that's not all their marriage is about, I learned from my mistakes of my first marriage. We are more friends than we are anything. Mm-hmm. And I and that was before was can you talk to this person do you want to talk to this person can you come home can y'all laugh can y'all have a good time together those are the things that matter beyond sex mm-hmm. you know that ain't gonna last as long as y'all having having to look at each other or deal with each other or you know have kids or whatever it is like that stuff is gonna gonna last longer so i was just able to kind of like i said self-assess look at myself and just say hey man it's it's it's, it's cutting time like what you gonna do I just made a decision. I said, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be right. And, you know, I ain't saying everything's perfect because marriage isn't perfect. Right. But we, we, I am happy and she's happy and we are rocking. And she actually is texting me and she's actually not going to come to the house. She, she says she's going to go pick up some berries and cheese sickles. Um, so I appreciate her for that. She's allowing me to do this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man. That's dope. That's dope. I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Um, yeah, man. So, so are are you guys are you guys done with the with the two having kids? Yeah. Oh, brother, I want to be done so bad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even being funny with you. I want to be done so bad, but I I feel like I really believe God promised me I was gonna have a son, and I'm talking about back in like 2008, 2009. Like I don't know what your spirituality is like or what you believe in. But I am heavily rooted. Like, I also believe one of the things that kept me was, um, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to take you down a rabbit hole, but I believe one of the things that kept me was that I believe I had a real encounter with God when I was like 12. And I, it didn't all make sense to me. And I didn't always make the right decisions, but I knew he was real. And so um, fast forward that to being in 2008, 2009, me and my, my first wife at the time were going through some, like we were separated at the time. And uh, I was, in this apartment by myself, and I believe I heard God said I was going to have a son. Like, not like the burning bush type stuff, but it was like, you know, in however, whatever way you believe God is talking to you. And I was like, no way. I'm not having no kids with this girl. Like, that's just not happening. And so I want to be done. I really do, because I don't like this baby phase. I, I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. Judge me all you want. I hate this. I'm ready for, I'm ready for my, my youngest to start walking and talking and then sleeping through the night and we'll be good but i my the short answer is maybe we'll try again in the, in the next couple of years possibly but i don't think i want to try again yeah okay 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 I mean, we, we we know what we touched on it a little bit we haven't really dived into it we kind of mentioned both that you know through childhood and you've mentioned uh you know things about the church what is what is your religious yeah. stance right now what are what are what are you I don't know. I am. I am a. I am. A, say that one more time. I said, obviously, you're Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said. You said, what are my stances? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm just asking. Like, you, you seem like a guy that's, that's pretty serious about his faith. You had a a real encounter yeah. with God, and and you you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, listen, I am. I am. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, man. I believe that he hung, bled, and died, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and uh, that he's coming back for me, uh, us again one day. I'm I'm just a follower of Christ, man. Uh, 
I'm I'm not in any other sect or whatever, you know, stuff is out there, but I'm just a follower of Christ, man, and, and believe that he is, he is, he, he's, he's God, you know what I'm saying? So. God is God and he always will be God, right? So, yeah. so, um, do you, do you use any, any of like the biblical principles or you kind of like, you know, with, with the children and with, you know, kind of bringing them up and all that kind of stuff, or you, are you kind of indoctrinating them into religion and all that? Um, what do you mean by indoctrinating so, them? Yeah, that religion? might be the wrong word, right? So, so for me, like, it may, mom, no, 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 it, I don't think it's, it may not even be a bad thing. I, I, it's just, you know, some people can be a little slick with the words and then you'd be like, well, what did you mean by that? Yeah, no, no, no. Was that a, was that a slight? <laughs> no. no, I'm not trying to be <laughs> slick in any means. No, what I'm saying is like my mom was my mom was uh, very religious, still is very religious. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't even really like to use the word religious. I say spiritual, right? Because religion is, is mm -hmm. a tricky, slippery slope, right? It's a nasty word nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom was heavily into the church. And like I said, she had me heavily into the church because of, you know, our situation. But not only that, right? Not only that, obviously, because, right, right, right. you know, believing in God is, is you know, the right thing to do. Um, so what I'm asking is, is like, do you have your family, your children in the church heavy, like your grandmother had Look, I know you're excited to get back to the podcast, but I just really quickly want to bring up to you guys, uh, Potential Performance is having that huge sale on the uh, post-pandemic parent performance program. Uh, it was normally $199, um, got all the way down to $47. Bucks. What you get is, is four weeks, 28-day uh, challenge, um, four Monday challenges, uh, four workouts a week, um, a complete meal plan for all seven days of the week for all 28 days. Uh, there's a Facebook group. There's weekly coaching calls. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff loaded up in this thing. I mean, it's a killer deal. So uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, look down below. There'll be a link for it. If you're listening to the podcast, it'll be somewhere in the show notes. If you're not sure where to go, go ahead. If you're following me on Instagram at you can call me coach, the link is in the bio uh, and there's more information there for you. So uh, again, potential for performance, post-pandemic parent performance program, no longer 197, only 47 bucks. Click the link wherever you're at and uh, join on up. You in the church or is it, or are you a little more, yeah. little more like, you know, and I think the difference is they actually see me model it out because my grandmother never went to church with us. She just sent us. Oh, <laughs> and okay. around the time and around the time that she got sick, because they told her like she was a diabetic. She had a lot of health issues, like a lot. And so what ended up happening was she had to have a heart surgery to get an aortic, aortic valve replaced. Mm -hmm. And so she started back going around that time and she kept it's weird in the black community. Sometimes, you know, uh, they'll say stuff like, I don't feel right about this. You know, it's almost like they get the sense that they know they're about to pass almost. It's the most weirdest thing to explain. I'm not, it's not for me to say she was wrong or right. I wish she was wrong and she was here, right. but, um, she just wasn't feeling right about the situation. And she started actually going to church and, you know, to our belief got saved around that time. 
and was living completely different. My grandma was the gossiper of gossipers. You understand me? Like, <laughs> if there was any tea, you knew who to call and what was going to be said. And so, um, yeah, man, I, and my, I think that the difference is like, I've, I pray with my children, you know, I, you know, I, I'm trying to do certain things cause I'm not gonna lie. It's a little bit tough. Um, I'm not the most consistent person in the world. My faith is real, but my consistency is trash. Okay. But um, I, I try to do those things. And, you know, I bought my daughter her first Bible and I've talked to her about faith. And, you know, they come to church. We, we go to church and we go to Bible study. Um, I don't try to be super like forceful, but I do believe that you train a child in the way they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart. Like, I truly believe that. And, you know, I believe that I am a steward over my children children and so mm -hmm. it is my responsibility they belong to god ultimately but i am the steward over them so it is my responsibility to teach them and to train them for life and 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 to, to live in a way that is pleasing and acceptable for god i believe we were put on earth for a relationship with god primarily so i can't allow them as far as i'm concerned under my watch to go live any kind of way and forget about him that is not something that i would be able to rest easy uh, knowing that I didn't do my part. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that's exactly what I was asking. Right. So you, you, you got, you picked up what I put down. That's exactly it. Yeah. Sir. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, dang, I'm trying to think I, I had, I had one more question, but you, you start hitting stuff. I was thinking, and then you threw my question off. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey man, listen, listen, in all humility, man, you know, I, I like I hate that I messed up in the beginning and forgot to, you know, got the rambling and messed up. But I'm like, man, I I believe I am gifted in this area of my life. Like truly, uh, Psalm 45, one and two is my mission uh, statement. And, you know, it's basically about using your tongue. It, it's like they equated the tongue as a pen, mm -hmm. you know, to carefully script things. And uh, at the end, he said, um, and uh, you water the world, like pretty much you water the world with grace all the days of your life and you'll be blessed. And so I believe God has really tr truly blessed me in every capacity able to me to, to bless people with my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Whether that's an encouraging word, whether that's a podcast, whether that's singing, whether that's whatever. Like, right. Man, I, 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 I'm proud of that, that I feel like I know what God has called me to do in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Right. So that's, that's kind of how we, we met, right. The podcast thing, right. Absolutely. We were in, we're in David Shan's, uh, you know, launch your podcast challenge and, uh, yeah, so you're, yeah. you're a podcaster. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. Oh, you froze on me. Okay. My bad. You froze up. I, it might be my trash internet. Verizon ain't it, but <laughs> hopefully it don't keep doing it. But yeah, go no, ahead. I'm good. sorry. You said yeah, no, I'm just asking, uh, you know, we, you know, we met in, in the group and you're a podcaster. So I was saying, just tell me a little bit about your podcast. Man, so the Wayne's World podcast, man, uh, you know, Wayne, because that's my middle name. You know what I'm saying? That's my, that's my little Monica, man. Welcome to Wayne's World is my middle name. And it's funny because I came up with that like six years ago before I ever thought about podcasting. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was still on YouTube, though. I was like vlogging at the time. Uh -huh. And so... Yeah, man, Wayne's World Podcast, man, uh, you know, it's designed to be a safe haven for the believer, for the Christian believer, where we get together and we talk about life. Like, um, we, you know, the issue with Christianity today uh, is that a lot of people don't want to buy in because they, the, the people's hand, like, 
we're supposed to be God's hands and feet, but we're just fake. We're like we're like the nails. We're the acrylic nails. We're the mm. we're the showy stuff that just looks good. And I want I wanted to create a platform where we could really talk about life, like, and hopefully I don't know what is allowed and not allowed on your podcast, but I'm I'll, I'm not gonna say a cuss word or anything because I don't cuss. But I'm like I'm like I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, born again follower of Christ. But I still say nigga. Like that's just me personally. <laughs> I do, and I'm like that's one of the few things that would make some people cringe. But I'm like, fam, I'm sorry. That's just one of the things that just ain't really ever left my vocabulary. Yeah. And it's just something as small as that where people don't have to always get the well, God is good all the time. Like we don't gotta do that. That's corny. Right. And, and I I wanna I wanna represent the the real millennials of the world that are cool that are hip to stuff that do have a standard of life that do love god but say no i mean i still have interest and i still mm -hmm. i love drake that's one of my that's like my favorite artist like you know what i'm saying it's just stuff like that where it could be something so small or me and my or i could say me and my ex-wife still don't have a great relationship like i i've apologized i've you know we've we've had dialogues but our spirits just don't meet mm -hmm. and so that's just something to really talk about, like my realities of fatherhood. My daughter hasn't been perfect now. Glory to God, she's still a virgin, and she still believes, like, she, that's the furthest thing from her mind. But she still made certain mistakes where, she, I, you know, I lost trust in her for, for a time. You know, so we want to really get together and, you know, give our audience a safe place where, like I said, we can water them with grace. Like, listen, there's hope. There's real hope. There's tangible things like you're in a season of life and you can get out of it. But there may be something required of you that you're that you got to be willing to do, to let go of, to admit, to, to look inwardly and assess to be able to get to the next phase of life. And so, you know, my my avatar is there is no Christian, the Christian male believer seeking accountability, encouragement and entertainment. And so, you know, that's that's what I'm out here doing, man, diligently trying to give give people what I think they really need. Yeah. Not not the fluff stuff, not the cool stuff. Like, you know, we talk about like I actually just to kind of not to drag it on too much longer, but I actually always envisioned this variety podcast, like a true variety podcast where we talk about current events. We so so certified lover boy versus Donda, you know. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about it just like, you know, world star hip hop or something like that, but we do have a perspective because this right. is actually content that we consume. Mm -hmm. And sports. I'm a humongous sports fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm a Dallas Mavericks fan. Like I'm a you know what I'm saying? So there are aspects of, you know, people love sports. Men love sports. A lot of men, not all. And so, you know, meshing all those things together but then at the end giving you this this message for this topic of life where I've actually blended in the 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 the, the sports and the the current events to actually fit perfectly within the, the the main topic that I want to talk about for the day and so yeah man I, I I'm still hoping to see that come I, I started on it and then I kind of got away from it and I'm designed to get back to it because I believe that's what God is truly giving me yeah 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 I like that man I like that because there is this like 
and it's it's funny it, like when people are like you know you're a christian i'm a christian there's like this like holier than thou kind of idea around it and it's like yo i i'm christian but i do like drake like you know what i mean like I, right 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 like I, right or i have i or have interests yeah yeah right yeah don't touch don't touch me bro i love god but you better keep your hands to yourself like right right i'm a tough guy either but i'm not we don't play them games like don't disrespect my wife don't don't come in my children like yeah man it's they don't that's what the world needs to see is the humanness right being a follower of christ right you 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 hit it right on the head man you hit it right on the head It's, it's the authenticity right it's it's i mean it's if we if we're going to go out into the world to spread spread the gospel, right? We can't be unrelatable or unrealistic or like judgmental or or yeah. any of those kind of things. It's like why would why would I want to believe in who you believe in if you're acting like that? Like I don't want to be Absolutely. I don't want to be anywhere around you. You know what I mean? Like man, you got to stick up your butt. I think I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll pass, bro. I'll just keep going. You know, I'll just keep going to the club every day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, y'all tripping, man. I, I'm I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm all right. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's dope, man. I think that's definitely needed, and I think you you definitely had a voice for it, right? Like you 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 were definitely you, uh man. I appreciate it. Definitely gonna be the messenger to get that across. Yeah, I love, it. I love it. All right, man. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna start kind of tying this thing together, kind of putting a bow on it. Um, but here's, 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 here's a couple of questions I'm gonna throw at you, and I, I prepped you for them. So let's see what you got. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> obviously, it's the fatherhood podcast, and we've talked about fatherhood. We've talked about your, you as a father, your father, your father's father. Um, Taking all that in and all your life experiences, the fathers you know, the father you are now, what does fatherhood mean to you? Maximum effort. Giving everything that you have, because we have such a short window with our children, whether it's because they go on or we, whatever, you know what I'm saying? The the undeniable things of life, like, you know, we're going to get old one day, prayerfully, and we're going to die. They're going to get married. They're going to move out. Like giving everything you can, dedicating yourself for a specific season of life to giving every, giving your kids every opportunity to live better than what you did, whether that's emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, in every aspect of life, you know, passing something, a true legacy onto them that is very tangible, that's, that's unselfish and unyield, that, and that's unyielding to giving them giving them even better than what you what you had yeah yeah just maximum effort man. i like that i like that yeah. man max out for the family i love it i love it i love it <laughs> okay so so we talked about your podcast right your podcaster speaker obviously you got the gift of gab um if you were to, <laughs> to dedicate <laughs> Yeah, if you were to dedicate an episode, an episode specifically to fathers, uh, what would be the title of the episode and what would be the message you want to get across? You didn't ask me that one now. He, hey, y'all, whoever watching this, he tricked me because he didn't ask me that one. He asked me some other stuff. He didn't ask me that one. He kept that one in the tuck. Okay, repeat that for me one more time and I'm going to have an answer for you. There you go. There you go. Okay, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll frame it again. So you, you are, you are a podcaster, right? You're creating a a podcast, right? And so if you were to create 
uh, a podcast specifically for fathers, what would what would the title of the episode be, and what would be the message you want to get across? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, no, I have to get rid of call. My, my 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 partner had a Facetime. That's okay. Um, man, what would it be called for fathers? Man. You did it. You 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 got me. I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Okay. I would I would I would entitle it Ball Out. Ball Out. And it's 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 it still plays to the same concept of what I was just talking about. Um man, as as an athlete, I was always taught to give everything I had on that given day. When I, I was very, very connected to sports. It was if you if you wanted to teach me lessons in life, the best way that you would teach me, Anthony, personally, would be through a sports analogy, because I was very dedicated to football, I was very dedicated to to track, and I was really good at basketball, but I just chose track over that. And so, yeah, I would it would be you know ball out, and it would just be the concept because I, I like to have like catchy concepts and themes to the titles of my podcast, where I start with a question that you don't even really know where I'm going. And then I end up getting you, you know, to this this message of, man, just give everything you have. Don't worry about the, don't worry about your baby mom. Don't worry about, you know, all the like the child support. Don't worry about, you know, the 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 being at odds about certain things. So this is all stuff that I've had to maneuver through as a as a young father. And. What's going on, guys? I look. I know the podcast is just starting to get good to you, but but I just wanted to let you know that the um, the ebook, the ebook, Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit, it's free, completely free. So uh, if you are are not already following me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach, and you click the link in the bio, uh, and you can go ahead and grab that ebook right now. If you're not able to do that right now, I'm going to go ahead and put it down in the show notes somewhere. You can find that link. Go ahead and grab your copy of the book. Uh, if you don't like to read, you can also look on my YouTube page. I actually went through each step and detailed it and actually gave a ton more information uh, that's actually in the book. So, again, go ahead and grab your copy, your free copy of Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit. And let's get back to the podcast. And, you know, I think that's the most important thing is don't take those moments for granted. If you, you know, if you think about think about being a father as being in the Super Bowl, like, and you don't know if you're ever going to get this opportunity again. That's not going to be anything that you leave on the table. You're going to give everything to that moment. Yeah, that, that's what I would, that's what I would uh, title it. I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. Similar, similar idea, right? You got another episode, right? But it's for your children. Maybe they'll hear it yeah. now. Maybe they'll hear it when, when they're adults. Uh, what, what do you yeah. title that episode? And what's the message you want them to hear? That's easy because I already did it. It's called Girl Dad, Girl Dad Talk. And um, man, it is it is every affirming word that I could ever give to my children to know that no man has ever loved them. And quite possibly, depending, and I'll even say, I don't think that no man would ever love them as much as their husband is, is I'm going to love them. Their husband couldn't love them as much as I'm going to love them. 
and, and the difference is I, I, I'm going to love them for free. I love them for free. There's nothing that I need from them. There's nothing that I desire to take from them. Like, I am just put on earth as a father to love you and show you the way. And so, you know, I'm proud to be a girl dad. You know what I'm saying? It, it was rough. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a little depressed once I found out that <laughs> that, the, that Riley was a girl. Like, I had to really, like, sit with myself for a couple days. <laughs> And my wife was too. Like she was kind of like, "Wow, this, this, this is what we doing, huh?" <laughs> but um, yeah, man, girl, dad, girl, dad, talk, man. I love just it. affirming them, just letting them know, like they're they're, they're enough, they're amazing, uh, you know. But then also, it's funny because, and I know we wrapping it up, putting the ball on it. But uh, it's funny, like I also would want to get them to see the other side of the coin that value isn't wrapped up in the sexual piece. It isn't wrapped up in the money piece. It isn't wrapped up in the cleaning piece. It's wrapped up in the intangibles, the spiritual things that will make somebody truly love you and be able to run through a wall for you. Mm-hmm. Man, that's two, that's two powerful episodes, brother. It's two very powerful yeah, I episodes. I love it. I love it. I'll definitely be tuning in, saving, subscribing, and re-listening to those. Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, man. so if if uh, if some of the if some of the fathers, the brothers want to want to reach out to you, uh, you know, want to follow you on social media, want to listen to the podcast, uh, how would they go about doing that? Where should they Where should they find you at? Yes, sir. So on Instagram, Wayne's World Podcast, Inc. Wayne's World Podcast, INC. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I finished getting my Facebook together, but let's, this is 2021. Everybody has to have an Instagram. Wayne's World Podcast, INC. The link in my bio for, I'm available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, all of that. Uh, YouTube. Uh, if, if somebody wants to reach out for anything else, info at waynesworldpodcast.com is my email. And you can't miss me with those with those two for sure outlets so yeah man awesome awesome man well thank you man i really appreciate you you coming on and being open and, and sharing your story sharing your journey uh talking to us about about your life and and you know your growth into fatherhood where you are now and and kind of following the trajectory like i see you just continuing to grow and go up man so i'm excited to to catch you at this part of your journey and and to be able to check in later and be like, man, dang, look at all that growth, man. Like, look at all the things that you, you know, uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you, brother. Prayerfully, man. Listen, I, listen, I really enjoyed this, man. Uh, You, you really like, I, I, we got to chop outside of this, but you seem like a genuine dude, man. Like you're a good host. You just let me talk my butt off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's some how to win friends and influence people type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, ask people questions about themselves and let them talk their head off and they'll feel important. So, nah, man, I appreciate I appreciate you lending your platform seriously. Yeah. And listen, we're we going to have to find a way to link some. Like I said, my, my, my platform is not guest-based, but there are some, some topics of manhood and fatherhood where I really want it to be more like a, like a collective conversation yeah talk about different aspects of life and fatherhood and i i promise you i definitely want you to, to link with me man and, and 
you know, because I def- I want to know some stuff about you too, man. Like I ain't just selfish to want to talk about myself. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to I try to I try to put my story in little pieces. Like I break it up. So over the course of a few episodes, you kind of learn some of it. But uh, I'm 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 kind mm-hmm. of a you know I'm not not that I'm not an open book, but my life has kind of caused me to be guarded, to hold stuff Absolutely. in, and stay to myself. So Absolutely. I share, but I don't I don't share super openly. So. But yeah, man, I would absolutely, I would absolutely love to, you know, to, to rap a little more outside the podcast and we link up and, and, you know, make this like, it's just not just a podcast thing, right? We, we my, my, uh, my Texas homie, right? You, so you're in Texas? No, I am not. You are brother. And so when I'm in Texas, Oh yeah. Okay. Texas. I thought you were saying it like, okay. Okay. Nah, where are you at? I'm in California. I'm in Southern California. Oh, Oh, yes, sir. Man, I've been wanting to get out there for the longest. So, yeah. Got to, got to, got to. I'll yeah. be here for a while. We, uh, we're in the process of buying another house, so I ain't going nowhere for a while. We was actually looking at oh. Texas initially. We were looking at uh, the Houston area. So, yeah. but, but now. You could have definitely got more bang for your buck, for sure. That's, that's, that's what I was trying to tell her, but she wasn't hearing it. <laughs> Wifey just went, nah, this is what we doing. Yeah, I want she was I want 70. She was yeah. not going for it, so. Oh, it's lucky uh, here, bro. We're good. We're good. All right, man. I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna let me let me stop this recording. We can talk a little bit more. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at. You can call me coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.